Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on our first episode of Sensory Dad. This is a podcast dedicated to sensory processing disorder. Our first episode here is uh, Sensory Processing Disorder, Living, Loving, and Learning Along the Way. I would like to say uh, I also have a blog. If you go to sensorydad.com, you can read about a lot of our journeys along the way there as well. You can also email us at sensorydad@outlook.com. We'd like to have questions and thoughts that we can discuss on this podcast week by week. We'll go ahead and discuss my family here and some of the thoughts and journeys we've had along the way since discovering sensory processing disorder, our daughter, and some of the battles and some of the issues that we've had along the way that we've discovered. My family is somewhat unique. When I met my wife, she had been married previously with three daughters, and I had also been married with a daughter of my own. We became a happily blended family. My wife and I decided a couple of years into the marriage that we wanted to add another bundle of joy to our family. That's when our youngest daughter, Adeline, came along. Without knowing, this is when we would begin learning all of the adventures of having a child with sensory processing disorder, SPD. From the beginning, Adeline was very unique. Addie's very loved, uh, obviously, with all of her sisters and, and all of her family. Some would even say she was spoiled. This is especially true with all of those sisters. Her older sisters are 17, 16, 14, and 5 years older than her. And we're all very excited to have a baby uh, sister when Addie was born. My wife Jen and I began to notice early on that Addie would do things that were a little different, but nothing that seemed alarming. Myself, with my uh, with my job, I was uh, working remotely. I was able to work from home, and I was able to see a lot of patterns start to develop. You know, I'm l- lucky enough to be around her all the time and, and drive her to school. And at the time before school, I would be around her all the time and get to see all these uh, different issues develop over time. My position would allow remote work with just occasional travel, and, and this was the perfect scenario because I would be able to always be around. I noticed as Addie started to grow that her development was a little bit different than Madison, uh, my other daughter that was five years older than her. Prior to Addie being in school, she was a rather good child. There would be days, however, when she would have different personality. This does not seem any different than other children, really, but she was she was meeting all of her milestones. She seemed to have a little bit of delayed speech, which we'll discuss a little bit more later. Mostly, I feel like she was like other children her age. This all started to change when she entered preschool and kindergarten, however. This is when she began to spin a lot, uh, have issues with sound, seemed to ignore everything I said. It would be like she couldn't hear what I was saying. She had a lot of issues with textures, with temperatures. If any of you have a child with sensory processing disorder, a lot of this may ring a bell to you. Some of the early signs and some of the things I just mentioned that we noticed that were signs of sensory processing disorder that we didn't realize at the time, Addie seemed to have no sense of boundaries. She would always need attention and would love to be right in your face when speaking. Often watching television or working on her tablet, she would have the volume turned up to the maximum level and would sit as close to the television as possible. The loud noises and distance of watching television were such a concern that we had her hearing tested twice and her eyes checked twice as well. Both medical professionals proclaim that she had perfect hearing and eyesight. We found this very interesting because on the flip side of that, there were loud sounds that would absolutely frighten her. 
as well. So she would have the television turned up as loud as possible, but then sometimes a loud sound outside of that would scare her and frighten her tremendously. We wanted Addie in preschool, noticing she had impaired language development, the preschool had decided to have her in speech therapy. This was fine, something that we thought could benefit her as well. She was at or above where she needed to be developmentally and ac academically, according to her teachers, but her speech was not quite up to par. Certain feels and textures were becoming increasingly troublesome at this point as well for Addie as she began to age. Certain clothes and outfits were uncomfortable and she would rather not wear anything at all if given the option. She felt that most foods were hot in her mouth as in like spicy, like there was a spicy texture to it. Even something as simple as ketchup. And sometimes she would say things just tasted funny and she would spit it out onto a plate and just would refuse to eat it at all. Signs began to progress as she grew older. Mind you, right now she's only six years old. As she began to grow, her symptoms began to seem more and more aggressive, we should say. Words that seemed to be simple were often confused on paper. It would seem to be almost like dyslexia. She would appear to only have it on occasion, though, so she would write words backwards. Her handwriting was very sloppy, along with many other daily activities. She was very sloppy with those. That would be the norm. And fear, again, is a huge part of her life. Fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of darkness, fear of everything, quite honestly. She is always afraid. And she has many fears that she cannot rationalize at all. Some of these fears are so strong that she becomes physically ill from the thought and anxiety of them. And she, she cannot control those emotions. One of the biggest and most obvious signs of the sensory processing disorder, and I mentioned this earlier, is the spinning. She spins and she spins and she spins and she'll, she'll do this all the time. She'll do this whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the evening, and it seems that this will happen to um, moderate or as a coping mechanism for her. And this is just me guessing that this is why she does it. It seems like it's a time to somewhat bring her down from uh, something that's going on. This past summer, we decided to take a trip to Disney World, and this is when we really had our eyes open to what was going on with Adeline. It was around May or June, and we went down for a trip for over a week to Disney and to the beach. We went to all four Disney parks and the Universal Studios, and, and the girls, uh, Addie and Maddie, and, and myself and Jen, we went, and they decided that they wanted to do the Haunted Mansion, you know, and the girls, they are typically scared of everything, but I said, okay, you know, if you guys want to try this, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And we waited in line, and we get right up to the entrance, and there's a loud sound kind of welcoming you into the ride if you've ever been there. And Addie just takes off running, even without us, which was very unusual, just taking off running through the, the crowd, through the line, and, and we take off after her, of course. And we settle her down. It takes about 20 minutes, but it takes us that long to just calm her down. And it was the loud noise that just frightened her so badly. And it really ruined the rest of her day. She was unable to do 
anything the rest of the day. She was just frightened by that and continued to talk about it, continued to talk about it, didn't know what to do. It just scared her so badly. So we really had to call our day short and uh, head back to the hotel and just really calm her down at that point. The next day, we went to Universal Studios and go to Harry Potter Land. Um, the girls wanted to go to the wand shop, see if they were chosen by a magical wand, you know. At the, uh, as the gates open and Universal, everybody races to go to Harry Potter Land. And we were no different. We're heading that way. And we made a turn into Dr. Seuss Land, which will take you to Harry Potter Land. And we had to stop right there. Adeline just had to stop instantly as the colors became so overwhelming to her that she she couldn't go any further she said we have to turn around we have to turn around we can't do this we can't go through here and my wife and I said why you know at this point again we we didn't know what sensory processing disorder was or even what was going on with her other than you know we thought that she was somewhat quirky or or unique Uh, there was just some some patterns there but we weren't sure what they were so you know finally we turned around went the other direction but she had to avoid all those colors in that area which was again very interesting to us I I remember Jen and I got back to the hotel that evening and the girls were just kind of relaxing and and her and I had a conversation out on the balcony and, and discussed how you know we had to figure out what was going on with Addie because it was obviously terrifying her to even be around certain certain colors, certain sounds, certain textures. And, you know, she uh, she was starting first grade and at a different school. And, and that terrified us as parents. We didn't know how we were going to take care of her if she was so overwhelmed with these different sounds and these different lights. So, you know, we got back from our vacation and we scheduled an appointment with her pediatrician to discuss everything. And we obviously had everything documented and in notes. And when we got back, um, we, we took her there and he interviewed us separately from, from her and, and everything we had there. We, we were actually discussing what we thought it could be, you know, like many of you, I'm sure, and, and myself, we... We looked online and, and, and Googled everything and, and tried to figure out, you know, what this could be. And we didn't know if it was a high-functioning autism or high anxiety or, you know, was there some dyslexia there? What's going on? And he said that he thought that it could be sensory processing disorder, which we we had saw a little bit about online. There didn't seem to be a lot of resources about it. So we went to this occupational therapist that he recommended in our hometown, which specializes in sensory processing disorder. So we got in there, and that's actually what we're currently doing. Uh, once a week, we have therapy, uh, and she really seems to have taken grasp of that, and it has helped, actually. Uh, you know, I'm a physical therapist assistant myself, an athletic trainer, outside of working now with my business degree, but she, I was kind of curious on how this would really, really help her sensory um processing disorder because in the first couple of visits we went there it seemed like she was somewhat just running around playing that sort of thing and I didn't know if that was just supposed to allow her to get that out of her system per se but overall when she uh, took a, a couple weeks break there around Christmas time or Thanksgiving 
she there was a big difference you could tell that she was not as focused she was not in a place she was at when she was going to therapy so it is very beneficial and and we'll do another episode I'm sure about how therapy benefits this and and those sort of things but when she initially started school and prior to therapy starting it was it was very bad there as well and those are other signs and those are more episodes to come but when she started school she dreaded it every day for for weeks and and again I drive her to school and pick her up every day and and it was, you know, I can't do this. I can't go to school. I'm afraid I can't do this. Is something bad's going to happen. You know, she's afraid to ask to go to the restroom at school. Uh, anything outside of her routine is something that will absolutely uh, kind of throw her for a whirlwind. So there's a lot of things out there and resources that we've been looking into to really work with sensory processing disorder because as a parent, you hate to see your child suffer in any way and and you feel like they're suffering mentally with this and and psychologically so I would definitely like to get some feedback from everybody who listens to this and you know I know this is my first podcast I I know they'll get better going forward here but uh, any feedback we get uh, via email and and through the website I would like to discuss on on the future podcast I'd like to do this weekly and and discuss kind of what we see with Addie and her development she's again six years old at this point and we continue to see things daily and weekly honestly she uh, she continues to develop and um, you know there's still the spinning there's still the fear you know even today alone uh, you know, she started going back to school this week from uh, from Christmas break and a lot of fear this week. She was afraid of going back and she was afraid of reading class. She was afraid of gym class. Uh, she wanted to see her friends, but this year in school, she did do soccer. You know, we signed her up for soccer. She wanted to do cheerleading. She did that, some, some activities there. But after she signed up for it, she was scared to death. She was absolutely in complete fear to go to those first games, those first practices. But once we discussed with her, hey, you signed up for this, let's go do this, she was in a much better place and felt a lot better about doing it. But it was just getting over that hump. And I think that there's a lot to do with that. But uh, still, yeah, with any texture or with any certain noises those sort of things um we have a fear of of everything still you know darkness uh, she's afraid to use the restroom by herself at the house at our house that we've lived at since she was essentially born and there's a there's definitely those sort of things so if anybody has experiences with those let me know uh send me a send me an email again that's sensorydataoutlook.com We'll be happy to hear from you. And uh, as a community, I think we can continue to work on these where it'll benefit our children. You know, I think the fact is that the children are the ones who maybe they don't know what to do. They probably don't know why they're feeling the way they're feeling. And I think it's really important to work with them and, and help them feel better. So I hope this uh, this story is just a little introduction into our lives there's way more to it obviously a ton more layers 
going forward here that I want to uh, want to dig into and, and stories off of these stories that we'll discuss going forward. But I appreciate everybody listening and taking the time out to uh, to listen to this little piece of the story. And then, you know, next week we'll probably go into some details of, you know, different things and we'll continue to move forward. And uh, again, I thank you for for listening here and hope to have some feedback and we'll go from there. Thank you all and have a have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you.